Thanks to Cry Malt, this is a very special edition of Beer as a Conversation. I'm Matt Kierkegaard, and news has broken only this morning that Cry Malt has taken over the distribution in Australia of Yakima Chief Hops. Readers of Brews News will know that Bintani has been distributing uh, YCH uh, for the last couple of years, and we've featured YCH a number of times over that uh, partnership. And earlier this year, just a, a month or so ago, we reported on the court case that has now been settled and has seen uh, a, a legal arrangement. And I'm joined on the phone now by David Cryer from Cryer Malt and also YCH's Vice President of Sales for North and South America, Ryan Hopkins. Thanks, Thank Matt. You. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, appreciate it, Matt. Oh, no, my, my, my pleasure. These are always the things that we do like to uh, cover in a little bit more depth on the podcast and uh, particularly uh, Beer as a Conversation. So thank you. So, Ryan, I guess my first question to you is, as I said in that intro, um, you guys have had a long-term partnership uh, with the Meddings family through Bintani, and uh, they've done a lot to bring your hops to Australia and really popularise them. Do you want to just give a... a a brief summary of what we've seen happen over the last uh, six to eight weeks? Absolutely. Yeah, the the Bintanis, uh, the Bintani company and the Meddings family has been a tremendous uh, support for us, uh, great advocates for Yakima Chief Hops uh, and longtime partners, uh, both both professionally and personally. Um, and recently, the with their sale to uh, BSG, uh, um, that the relationship in a business standpoint changed a little bit, uh, actually quite a bit. Um, and so we're happy to announce that we've, we've, uh, settled all those, uh, differences, uh, from a business standpoint and Yakima chief hops is excited to announce a, a new strategy. Uh, so we can continue to get our hops, our growers hops, uh, in the hands and in the kettles and the beers of Australian brewers. It must be a difficult time in, in, craft beer industry you know it, it, it's been an industry that's been built very much on collaboration and friendships and you know mutual support it must be difficult as the industry grows that we do see some you know the the, the pressing need to focus on business um you know sometimes take precedence over some of those personal relationships that uh, have, have really sustained the industry yeah you know and us as a, a grower owned family-owned uh, company, that's core and critical to our entire business. Um, you know, we're run and managed and driven by families, multi-generational families. Um, and it is. It's always interesting when, when business kind of uh, doesn't always align. But those misalignments then allow for opportunities and opportunities to change the way things go and uh, – presents new avenues and you know we're excited about our new approach down in Australia um, we're going to take ownership uh, of the hops down there and uh, we're also going to be hiring someone so it'll be the first time that we'll have a full-time employee down in Australia so yeah it, it is an interesting uh, a business uh, industry that everything's 
based on friendships and, and personal relationships. And we believe in those. We continue to believe in those. Um, and sometimes a, a business causes you to kind of reflect and, and change the way you do things. So we're looking forward to this. Our, our grower owners are, are excited to be able to have an employee down there, to be working with someone like David, who, who I've known and had a good relationship with for a long time. Uh, we see this as a real positive. So just before we move on to the to the new arrangement, and uh, I, I can hear um, a number of people getting their resumes out and sharpening them up uh, already, <laughs> um, we will certainly uh, list that uh, job application, but uh, do you know when you'll be looking at employing somebody? Yeah, essentially uh, with our announcement now, we've got some things arranged with David and his team at Cryer Malt uh, to have warehousing ability to house our hops. We will start the, the interview process ASAP. We'll be posting that position on our webpage. And uh, as soon as we get a, a pile of applicants, I'm, I'm sure there'll be many, we'll be interviewing and, and have someone on board as soon as possible. Terrific. Well, we'll uh, certainly uh, make sure, as I said, uh, anyone listening to this uh, when it goes live will be uh, very interested in applying. So I might even offline get the details so we can uh, link so you can start getting uh, some, some uh, resumes sent. But uh, just before we move away from the um, deal, there was a court case that settled recently. Um, what was the upshot of, of the court case? I understand that Bintani still has uh, distribution or has the ability to honour existing contracts that they hold? Yeah, for, for the 2018 crop year, we didn't want to leave any brewers in the lurch or without access to our hops. So we delivered uh, some volumes uh, so that those brewers were covered for this 2018 crop year, 2019 brew year. Um, and so that's how we settled it. We came to a mutual agreement on that. And, uh, and then moving forward, 2019 crop year forward, um, we will be working closely with Cryer Malt, um, one, to use their warehouses services, and two, to use their uh, sales resources um, to partner and continue to supply uh, brewers in Australia with our hops. Terrific. Are we going to see any change in the, the hops that are available, or um, we've always seen the, the, the same hop varieties available? Um, I, I know that you've come up with a couple of blends um, that, that you distributed through Bintani. Are those going to still be available, or were they proprietary? Those will absolutely be available. Um, you know, this is an important opportunity for us to expand uh, our offerings down there. Um, I I will be spending more time in the market and our full-time staff member will have more time down there. So we'll, we'll have a really good feel for, for what the demand is um, and allow for probably a, a more smooth access uh, to these hops that our growers are growing. Interesting to hear that you say that you're going to have uh, more of a presence down here because we have, uh, we've spoken to Jason uh, Prolt a number of times uh, when he's been down here. So you've always uh, had a fairly good presence down here. Um, and most recently we spoke to him at BrewCon uh, back in June. So you're even looking at ramping that up? We are. Yeah, not only Jason, but a few of our other growers, uh, some of our staff members. We, we really valued uh, our experience down in Australia um, and we look forward to expanding that for sure. Terrific. David, Cry Malt uh, has always obviously been known as a malt supplier. Um, this is a, you know, a, a big step up for your business. 
Yeah, it's a huge um, opportunity for us to be able to really look after our customers even better. Now we can um, work with Ryan to really offer a bundled option to some of the smaller brewers. And and for me personally, just as you know, Matt, um, growers and brewers has been a, a thing we've um, been putting on that program now for four years just to be able to help the, uh, the growers get closer to the brewers like this is, is really exciting. And for us to... But our, our first challenge is just to make sure that this is a as seamless a transition as possible and as Ryan said just leave no brewer in the lurch make sure that they're well serviced with with these world-class hops from Yakima and and so what does it mean for for your business it, it, I guess I mean full service isn't probably the right term but you're certainly able to take uh, malt your your wide variety of malts and also now uh, YCH uh, hops to brewers yeah, so a, a brewer can order a pallet of mixed malts from probably three or four different world destinations. They can have their hops on there, and they'll also be able to have their yeast if it's a dried yeast. So in terms of the freight savings, the ease of doing business with one party, it, it um, brings all of those advantages to our customers. And you know, this is where Yakima and Cryer are so aligned as, as the customer comes first. So I think we can really up our offering and, and our delivery of service, and that's that's exciting for both businesses and we've just got to get this next period to go well we've got to hit our logistics targets and, and do it really well and um, we've got some great planning we've put in place so we're extremely confident this transition will go well. We have seen uh, recently uh, Malt launched the, the Border Malt um, project where you were looking at uh, as far as the climate um, and conditions allowed, uh, sourcing barley from the Queensland-New South Wales border, malting it locally and supplying it to uh, brewers in the region. How does how does something like uh, becoming a distributor for um, US hops sit with something you know that, that juxtaposes those two ideas of imported versus uh, hyper-local? Yeah, well, as, as you'd know, Matt, with, with Cryer over the years, we've been working with... Um, Wyman and, and beards and bringing in world-class ingredients and that's, that's a key strand of the business is to get the very best ingredients to the brewers and it's really demand driven um, also just with the, the changes in the market we're starting to cater through border to that that demand for a local product and we'll continue to look to that but we'll always have the quality part of our portfolio it's what makes us different and uh, we want to be the best of the best and that's what we've got to do. Ryan, what what have you noticed about the take up of uh, US hops and particularly the, the, the YCH hops um, down here? Have you seen that there has been growing interest and awareness in, in the varieties that you sell? There has, yeah. In, in, in most of the, uh, the beers that I've, I've visited down there and I continue to see winning awards in the Australian market, uh, really are highlighting some of uh, the hops from our hop farms here at Yakima Chief Hops. Um, and it shows that increased demand uh, in the top quality, the highest quality of hop products, not only from the brewers, but also from the end consumer. Um, we just see the results time and time again, and we're really excited to be a part of that. I know, Matt, in your conversations, uh, last time we were down there in Sydney with Jason Peralt, mm. that connection, uh, it's not only the, the highest quality ingredients, but it's also that connection to being rooted in, in where your hops come from. 
And with people like Jason Peralt uh, within our organization, uh, as well as other family members who are just driving innovation on the farming side for, for these varieties, um, it really resonates with brewers. Uh, brewers are over the world, but we also see, hear that resignation and, and, and feel that that demand uh, down in Australia. And we're excited and honored to be a part of that. Well, it was great to see you because uh, regular listeners will know that back in June, uh, I'd had a chance conversation with uh, Scotty Hargraves from Bolter Brewing and uh, mentioned that I was going to be speaking to, to Jason and he just uh, sort of went off on a three or four minute chat about how exciting a lunch had been with him the, the, the previous day. So I ended up giving him the microphone and uh, he and Will Tatchell had the conversation with Jason. It was just, it, it was some of the best radio that we've done this year because you've got two brewers who are just so, uh, you know, there was quite a bromance going on um, between the three of them. Uh, Jason greatly respecting what the two brewers were doing and the two brewers very much respecting and just hanging on everything that Jason said. So it was a really interesting dynamic that, uh, to your point, David, bringing brewers and growers closer together can only uh, benefit the industry. It really is, it's, and it's just, for me, it, as a, a supplier, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to actually getting up to Yakima and meeting some of these growers, because I think we often forget the guys who are out there in the fields doing the work, and it's, it's the same with malt, that we forget the barley growers, so really exciting opportunity to bring everyone closer together, and, and as you said, Scotty Hargrave's getting so excited about meeting Jason, and that, that, that's, that's good for the industry, it just grows the energy uh, it's a very positive thing. Uh, when you do do that, I'll uh, bundle up my uh, mobile kit and uh, come with you and we can uh, do a, a, a bit of on the road. <laughs> yeah. like it. On Thank the road you. from Hopfield in, uh, in the Yakima Valley. <laughs> Absolutely. I can go up and stay in the Brewer's Cottage up uh, in Terry Farendorf's uh, uh, Brewer's Cottage as part of that trip. Sure, sure. So that'll be we'll, great. We'll, Don't forget, uh, we'll pitch, all... a tent, pitch a tent for you out here in the valley. <laughs> not, not don't, a, don't forget bale breaker built in the i believe it's right there in the hop fields isn't it right yeah absolutely uh you'll have a quite a time when you come up here we're looking forward to it and and actually that that podcast had a lot of meaning those connections those times with jason down there uh scotty was able to come up here for harvest and meet the rest of jason's family um and I think it's going to be an annual event for him because that connection is so strong. And uh, I think when we do it, we'll be looking at doing it in uh, June or July, not at the moment. It's a, it's a little bit cold up there, I understand, Ryan. Yeah, if it's going to be your first time, you'll want to come uh, at the, it, in the month of September, you'll see harvest happening. It's, it's draw-jopping. Uh, I have seen it several times throughout my history of being in this valley. And every year that I see it, it truly is amazing to see all the energy and effort that goes into uh, harvesting these hops um, and getting them prepared for, for brewing. It, it's one of those transformational uh, experiences when, you know, beer tends to be made in industrial, much more industrial facilities than, than wine, which is made very close to where the grapes are grown. So you don't always associate the product in that comes in glass or a can with the agricultural area that it comes from but when you see the hops growing um, and particularly around harvest time it really does change your perception about the product that it leads to doesn't it most certainly does uh, it's even it's even gets more exciting when you you see these multi-generational farmers you know you have uh, the sun out in the field and 
the daughters in in the office and, and the grandfather still loading bales on the back of semis and you, you see how much of a family effort it is um, and we've been really fortunate here in the Acma Valley to see that innovation people pouring their livelihood back into their farms um, to really some exceptional uh, level of quality uh, on the farm level uh, is just fantastic to see these families doing what they do here in the valley. So, so what's going on at the farms at the moment? It, 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 things would be fairly quiet um, for, for now. When will we start to see uh, the 2019 hops? Uh, or when will we start to see hops uh, available in Australia under this arrangement, I guess? Yeah, so we'll have hops there uh, just after the first of the year for, uh, from the 2018 crop. Uh, everything's being pelletized now, and uh, here shortly we'll put them on some containers, and it takes a little while to get down to Australia. Um, but if brewers have any needs immediately, uh, we, can, we can arrange some, uh, some air travel as well. We've done that in the past, and we're happy to, to do it again. Terrific. And, and how was the 2018 harvest? 2018 harvest from a quality perspective was great. Um, in North America, our harvest was good. Yields in a few varieties were a little bit lower than expected, but from a quality perspective, it was fantastic. Um, so we feel very fortunate uh, and excited about what we did in this last fall. Um, and now we're already starting to prep for our 2019 harvest. Roots are being planted and uh, fields are being moved around. We'll take a couple of weeks off for, for Christmas and then we get right back into it after the first of the year for uh, preparations of harvest in September. And, and are we still seeing expansions? Are we still seeing, uh, you know, acreages in, uh, under hop increasing? Uh, or is it a little bit plateaued at, at the moment? It's more or less plateaued. We're seeing some varieties uh, switching around. Um, overall, I think in, in North America, the projections look like there will be a little bit of expansion, uh, extra acreage. Uh, but in general, we've, we've plateaued out. I think we've, uh, we continue to see a strong demand in varieties uh, like Citra and Mosaic and Simcoe, uh, some of these big IPA and pale-based hops. Um, and then we're seeing a little bit of a, a lull uh, in varieties like Centennial or Cascade. So we like to call the, the big juicies. The, those hops that are in high demand um, for IPA hops continue to have an increased demand. And then some of those traditional uh, American-based hops that have built a lot of beers like Centennial and Cascade are starting to, to level out. Um, so that's, that's what we see coming. And we're just uh, really honored to be able to deliver some of these hops to brewers. And we're just a couple of weeks shy of the new year ticking over, so we always start to prognosticate about what the the, the coming year brings. What are you noticing in a beer trend sense? Um, you'd be watching fairly closely what brewers are doing and what the market is demanding, and uh, I, I guess planning uh, your hops uh, around that. What what do you see 2019 is bringing uh, for, for the beer drinker? We continue to see the IPA category uh, really taking most of the market um, with things like Brute IPAs, uh, New England IPAs continue to, to be on an increasing popularity 
uh, and, and production. Um, and just the traditional IPAs and pails continue to, to take up a lot of the space. I think we're also seeing some exciting growth uh, in the lager pilsner, kind of craft lager, really fine, well done lagers and pilsners. Um, and that's exciting. I think that's for a long time phrased the brewer's beer. Um, and brewers have always made beer for themselves. So we're excited to be a part of that as well. I think those two categories are, the, are still the, the trend. With the move towards uh, brewed IPAs and the sort of juicier IPAs, the, 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 the Nipahs that tend to rely less on the, the, the bittering characteristics of hops and more on the aromatic and flavor varieties, are we starting to see a little bit of pressure on the, you know, what, what's being planted agronomically? I think we're starting to see a continued uh, demand in those uh, those juicy IPAs or those juicy hops. Um, Citra will, is now the the largest variety, most acres of any variety in the United States, um, and that's very exciting. And that just shows that increase in demand for those really fruit forward varieties. Um, the great thing about the, the Yakima Valley is that we've been able to respond to those demands quite quickly. So we can get about an 80% of a crop in one year. And that's just a, a true attribute to one, what this Valley can do uh, and what our farmers can do in, in being able to quickly respond to growing increase in demand from our brewers. And, and I guess that's uh, a necessity because those two trends that you highlighted are almost seeing hop usage pulled in two different directions where you've got aroma and flavor hops and then the classic Pilsner is much more about that lovely balanced and restrained bitterness, but it's bitterness uh, all, all the same. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is a balance. It's something that we're always aware of. We, we work, you know, closely uh, in close competition, I guess uh, you could say with our friends over in Europe. Uh, the Germans have always really driven that alpha market and so we're always aware of, of, of how they're doing and how their crops are doing and, and making sure we're able to supply uh, what brewers want um, and supporting that. Terrific. Well, David, uh, I, 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 we've got a three-way conversation in uh, different time zones, and I know that you're both very busy, so <laughs> I, I won't, as, as much as I'd love to do it, we, we might have to save this for our road trip next year, David. But in terms of the business uh, side of uh, th- this arrangement, um, Ryan's told us that early in the new year, um, hops will be available. What's the uh, the plan for the meantime? Do people contact uh, Cryomalt, or do we wait until... Uh, YCH has a person on the ground um, ready to take people's calls? Yeah, people, if they want to, they can contact me directly and I'll be um, liaising closely with Ryan and um, Tom Maddams also in our our Melbourne office. Uh, That's a good staging point just so they can be getting some more information as we get things better down. Um, Obviously, get the hops in in the new year and then our challenge is to get them into our warehouses as quickly as possible. But as Ryan has clearly said, we will be leaving no stone unturned to make sure people have got their hops. Um, just because we're waiting to get stuff into our warehouses, we, we're still going to make sure where people require hops, they'll get them when they need them so they can keep brewing because that's, that's the key. Terrific. Well, uh, th- thank you both for your time. Be sure to let us know uh, when that job 
uh, is posted so we can sort of get it up on Brews News and uh, get all those people that are champing at the bit to apply. Um, but, you know, all the best uh, to both of you. Um, have a Merry Christmas and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing how the partnership goes uh, in, in the new year. That sounds great, Matt. I appreciate it. And we're moving away from that YCH and moving into that Yakima Chief Hops name. Sorry, okay. Uh, Yakima Chief Hops. Uh, I'll make sure that uh, in future we uh, talk about Yakima Chief Hops. Hey, no worries. By all means, Matt, I, I really do sincerely hope that you get a chance to come out here and visit. Um, we've always appreciated you and what you do for the industry down there. And uh, th- this is a- an important time for us to continue to connect uh, brewers with growers. It's our sole mission in all of this. And uh, so I'd extend that invite to you anytime. Oh, mate, thank, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, no, it, it, we've had some great conversations over the years and uh, we look forward to, to having many, many more um, and particularly you know, on the ground over there. So I'll, I'll, I'll get my people to see what we can do. Well, thank you to, to you both and uh, all the very best. Yeah, look, and thank you, Matt. Thanks for having us on, and a Merry Christmas to all your listeners, and a Happy New Year. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Brews News bottle opener, And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation. And we look forward to another conversation next week. Mm